Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. We're going to jump right in today with James Hahn II, and he is the founder and CEO of Tribe Rocket. Now, I have to tell you a little something about James, and that is he claims probably a little too much responsibility for this podcast, for Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. But I will tell you, he has to get a little slice of credit because for a long time, those of you who've been listening have heard part of this story before, for a long time, I was writing a weekly or almost weekly series on my blog called Cool Things My Friends Do. And what I was doing was finding things that people in my life were doing that were cool and worthy of being shared. And for several months, James kept saying, that should be a podcast. That should be a podcast. Like 18. Yeah, yeah, for like a year and a half, whatever. But... I kept thinking, who wants to hear about my friends? Why would you turn into something about Tom Singer's friends? And at the same time, I got inspired to do this podcast and uh, working with so many entrepreneurial companies for their annual conference for their clients and things like that, that I've started to get really wrapped up in entrepreneurs. And I put the two things together and came up with cool things entrepreneurs do. So if it hadn't been for that little prodding that James had- Little, little, just occasionally. We probably wouldn't be listening. Uh, I wouldn't be recording this, and you wouldn't be listening to this. So James gets a little bit of credit for that. James is recognized in the oil and gas field as an industry uh, industry leader when it comes to sort of marketing and getting your digital shit together, excuse my language, for companies in oil and gas. And I'll just let James tell you what it is that he does with Tribe Rocket. James, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Tom. I've been prodding you long enough. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, so tell us a little bit about you and about Tribe Rocket. All right. So, I am a professional failure, um, and uh, Tribe Rocket <laughs> are, is aren't we all <laughs> right? Um, I've been failing for a very long time in my life, and uh, and and I learned uh, I learned how to keep going, and here I am, uh, fifteen months into my uh, into my second business and this this one appears that it's going to work out um so yeah uh, tribe rocket we are brand architects for next generation oil field leaders and what that means is that we help people uh, tell their true story in the marketplace well first of all get to know their true story and then tell it everywhere in the marketplace so that they can so that they can drive traffic to their site and increase revenue through i mean it's just simple one two three right Traffic, leads, and sales. So, James, you didn't start off in the oil and gas business. When I first met you, you were working to uh, work in the health and weight loss area. We met at a National Speakers Association conference, and you had bounced around to a couple jobs, and then you got a job in in the the oil and gas industry. So, uh, tell us a little bit about what led you from going from working for other people to chasing your own dream. I've been chasing my own dream. Uh, I just didn't know what my dream was my whole life. So... I always had this feeling that I was that I was headed somewhere. I just didn't know the destination yet. And so, when I was Krista Kultrula, uh, she's a friend, and she she uses the term thrashing, <laughs> and I think that's a good term, thrashing, just thrashing about trying to figure out what is your direction, and and that is pretty much what I did. I I I was um, 
I was doing dishes in 1999 um, and, you know, closing kitchens and everything like that as a 19-year-old kid. And that was the only way I knew how to make money was to work in a kitchen. So I was working 80-plus hours a week. Um, and I was making like $500 a week, and that was not cool enough for me. And so my dad said, well, why don't you go get a job in sales? And so thus began the 16 years of failure before I figured out how to, how to actually sell things. And I guess, um, man, it's been a, it's been a crazy journey and, and, and poor you, you've been here since 2009. <laughs> well, I've, I've, I've seen some of the ups and downs that, that you've taken and you sort of got pushed out of the nest a little bit to start your own business this last time around. Well, yeah, I mean, it was, um, you know, it was, it was just a sort of a situation that, that it was clearly time, you know, I had, I, I had, um, I have a lot of great people around me who helped me just like yourself and to Marcus Sheridan, Jay Bear, all these other marketers out here that have helped me to believe that, that I could actually do this. And that, you know, that was, that was the hardest part was actually taking that step and saying, okay, this is going to work out. Even though my first, my first client, the retainer exactly replaced my salary but still, just letting go of that that word salary, it just it's it's really difficult uh, to do, even <laughs> if you have people around you who are, you know, really successful and and New York Times bestselling authors and stuff telling you that you're you're crazy talented and you can make it. It's not all that always that hard to believe it. No, and I mean, I I was working. I had you know I was working as a corporate marketing director for a consulting firm, and you know I had this desire to go do my own thing. But if I hadn't been laid off, I don't know if I would have taken the leap quite as as aggressively as I did. I, I didn't really have a choice, so it was sort of a sink or swim type attitude. So I think that you know there's a lot to be said for sort of finding yourself. Uh, with a series of circumstances that uh, lead you to have to go from crawling to running. Yeah, it, it, but it's interesting though because that was that was just December, uh, you know, twenty thirteen, January first, twenty fourteen, and I had you know we met in uh, March two thousand nine. That was right after I quit my my AT and T sales job in Detroit, Michigan. You know, I wasn't making multiple six figures or anything, but heck, for two thousand nine. In Detroit, Michigan, <laughs> I was doing okay. And I said, you know what? I'm miserable. I'm going to move in with my mom. I'm going to live in the basement. I'm going to patty burgers at a bar so I can feed myself. And I'm going to try to convince people in the worst economy since the Great Depression that they should pay me to be their health coach in, in the state with the worst economy. So I didn't really think that one through. But I think that's one thing that I that – I, uh, it's one of my isms is that – Calculated risk is overrated. So now that you have been in your latest rendition, your tri-brocket, for the last, call it 16 months, what is it that you really like about working for yourself? What's the best part? I get to be myself. I get to be myself 127, 35,000%, right? (laughs) I I don't have to hold back. And what does that mean? What is it to be yourself? Yeah. So whenever I was, whenever I was working for any other, anyone else, uh, especially obviously given that I started selling when I was 18 and failing at it miserably this entire time, um, (laughs) is, is that I always, that was one reason I, I, I believe I failed for so long is because I always tried to be, well, for instance, art van furniture, James, like I'm a 19 year old kid and I'm selling furniture and I've got to be this, this this James or okay now I'm I'm quick and loans James or I don't know 
in when in my own business, I I have you know I have a couple different podcasts. I have obviously video trainings that I do, and all kinds of of different things that us online marketers do. And and I get to just be as intense and as as uh, as all out as I want to be. I don't have to. I am my own brand. I don't have to worry about representing anyone else's brand. Well, and that's, um, that's one yeah. of the things for people who've listened to the show recently. I was doing leading up to my, the anniversary of my working for myself for six years. I was going through a list of my 20 tips for solopreneurs. And then a couple episodes ago, the whole episode was dedicated to that. And tip number 14 is be consistent. If you're going to be working for yourself, I really believe you have to be the same person personally, professionally, spiritually, everywhere you show up. So I think you're right in the fact that if you're trying to put on a mask and be something that you're not, or, or at least put on a suit of clothes that don't fit, you're never going to be as successful as if you're just, you right right yeah and and that's 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 what i always always came up against was that i felt i had to fit into some sort of mold that that like i guess you just took the words out of my mouth this is a suit that didn't fit and i never knew i I couldn't ever identify what the problem was because um you know i just kept bouncing from job to job and getting you know just quitting before they could fire me every year and a half to two years um and uh, and and it didn't fit, and it wasn't me, but it was all I knew to be able to make the sort of nearly the sort of income that I wanted, um, and and so I just had to keep going, and eventually it all worked out. So now that you've been doing this, and I, we talked about what you like, what don't you like? What, what makes you say, "Gosh, I wish I still worked for AT and T, or I still wish I worked for the Nothing. oil and gas company." <laughs> Nothing. 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 No. I mean, there are. I have struggles. I have things that that I that I struggle with. I, I, uh, there isn't a human being on the earth that doesn't that couldn't say that. Um, but there is not one moment of any day in my entire breathing existence life that I ever think, "Oh, I wish I was an employee." I am not an employee. It's in my DNA to be an entrepreneur, and um, and I'm just thankful that I finally found my way out. And I've just, I, I, there's, and this can sound sort of uh, flippant, but you know, there are employees and then there are entrepreneurs. And we need them both because I need employees, but I'm just not one of them. I don't fit, I, like, I, I feel, <laughs> I, had a, I had an old boss that said, you're like a caged lion. <laughs> <You know? laughs> just, I just wanted to go and do more. And I guess that's one of the, you know, go back to the things that I love is that the only there's no the only person standing between me and my peak potential is myself. So and that's, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you listen to uh, the podcast, the Solopreneur Hour, but my friend Michael O'Neill, his tagline is "Job Security for the Unemployable," and he always talks about the fact that people in his tribe and in, in the Solopreneur Hour audience, you know, that so many of them feel that you know they are they are chronically unemployable from this point forward after they've worked for themselves for a while. So, so that's the way you feel. Yeah, I've been binging on Solopreneur Hour for the last couple of weeks. Actually, I just discovered that podcast well listen to uh the one coming up the last week of april i forget what the date is but it's coming up a couple of weeks from now uh you'll want to listen really closely because i'll be the guest we just recorded that a couple of days ago well you got to introduce me to michael then yeah no i definitely michael's a good guy so um the one thing is though that i always say is after having worked for myself i too like working for myself i have a good time doing it i'm i'm challenged by it but i often think that if 
for whatever series of circumstances led me back to another job, I actually think kind of the opposite. I think I would be a better employee. Now, I think if you went and talked to my old bosses, they'd tell you I was a good employee, but I think I would be better now because now I've seen what the entrepreneur who runs the business or the boss who runs the department, I see where the buck stops on their desk and I have a whole new appreciation for what it takes to run a company. See, I'm I'm far too opinionated. That's my problem. I'm far too opinionated and I don't play politics very well. I just speak things the way they are and that doesn't typically bode well Uh, amongst people who want to believe that they're doing things the way they should be doing them. (laughs) I mean, right before we got on this call, I was telling you about this, this large, you know, however many figures, employee number two. And he was, he was telling me he was all set and I know he's wrong. And if I was an employee at that company, there would be nothing I could do about that because he's my boss and I can't go against what he says because, because he writes the checks and I, have to, and I have to bow to his supremacy. But given the fact that I'm not his employee, I can tell him like it is and say, no, you're wrong. Here's the right way to do it. You can keep doing it the way that you're doing it or we can do it the right way. And eventually he just said, okay, well, yeah, we clearly need to get you in touch with this person. <laughs> and, and, and that, you know, that's, that was, that was one of my, that was probably my, my greatest downfall. And, and a lot of my, my jobs is that too, is just, um, I'm, I'm very hard on myself and, and, and I'm an intense person and a lot of people around me, uh, they either love me or they think that I'm a lunatic. And either either way works for me, or or both. <laughs> I'm probably just, both. Just saying. So, uh, if there's someone who's listening right now and they're thinking, when you said that a boss referred to you, you know, like you were a caged lion, I think a lot of people can go, "Whoa, that's me! I'm I'm working in this job, and and I wish I was out there doing my own thing." What advice do you have for someone who wants to take the leap and start their own business? To start working on themselves, uh, buy buy Jim Rohn's CDs, like all of them. <laughs> by by listen to him every single day there was a lot of them yeah I, yeah i'm i'm working on getting them all <laughs> but if nothing else just you know the challenge to succeed and his weekend seminar that's that'll get you through several years listen to jim Rohn every day or zig ziglar or whoever it is that resonates most with you but just start changing the way that you see the world by absorbing you know it's automobile university is the old saying right and that's that's one of the biggest things is just you got to go to work on yourself because if you're going to be able to handle the challenges of being an entrepreneur, uh, it's um, there's there's a reason that it's only a small fraction of the of the of the population that actually does this right. It's kind of insane, <laughs> <laughs> and so if you're going to be able to, to to make it out there, you've got to you've got to expand. You've got to you've got to go deeper into yourself, and you've got to you've got to start working on yourself and. And now the, I guess the term is your emotional intelligence, but just being able to to absorb the shock and awe that that can happen in a business. You you can't just go from from hourly employee to hundred million dollar business. It's um, you know it's not it's not up and to the right. It's up and to the right, and then down and backwards, and over and back and forth and up. And so, it, yeah, that's the, that would be my number one thing is just go to work on yourself, and then. Just keep trying different things and keep going and keep going and keep going. And even if you don't know where you're going, just keep going there. (laughs) And eventually you'll find your way. 
James, give me an example when you say, you know, go to work on yourself. Give me an example of what you mean by that. All right. So every morning when I wake up, uh, so I watched a, I talk about this in a different podcast too, but it, the show Kunin and it talks, it's in the, uh, the, the documentary, um, oh gosh, uh, Euro dreams of sushi or hero. Uh, it's the Japanese, uh, susha or I'm sorry, sushi chef. And this whole, this whole thing about shokunin in, in Japanese culture is to be an artisan, but not like you're an artisan cheese maker. It's like it actually has this deeper community sense that you're actually doing something really important for the community by, by mastering this craft that you've been working at. And one of the things is, is to do the same thing every day. So, for instance, when I wake up, I listen to the same uh, mix CD when I'm getting ready, and then, um, and then at a certain point, I switch it over to Jim Rohn, and I listen to Jim Rohn for probably at least 15 to 20 minutes a day. Just to change, just to change the way that I think about the world, um, because it, you know what is it? Going back to Zig Ziglar, where he says, um, you know, people say motivation doesn't work. Um, well, then showers don't either, because you got to shower every day. And we suggest that you know you probably get motivated every day too. That's right. I hear that a lot as a speaker. People say, well, motivational speeches, you know, they, they wear off. And that was his, that was Ziegler's comment is, yes, so does a shower, but I hope you're going to take another one tomorrow. Exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah, I mean, practically speaking, it's, it's, um, it's, but more than just saying, okay, buy some CDs and listen to them. It's, it's find the, what you're interested in and start working on those skills. You know, there, it's just insane to me how, available everything is in the world you could you know i i have a friend and she's like oh i just went back to school and i'm like why why <laughs> you could go to lynda.com for 30 dollars a month in a month you could learn more on lynda.com than you could in the next two to four years at that degree university like you could actually have marketable skills that you could start using in the marketplace today. And Coursera is free. And I got to tell you, I've taken a couple of Coursera classes and they're taught by professors at, you know, places like MIT and Carnegie Mellon and Wharton. And it's, it's literally the same class that they're teaching and they're just teaching it in front of a video camera and they're giving you homework. And I'll tell you, it's a lot of work, but you learn when you take a Coursera class and you're right. We live in a world, you know, you called it Windshield University and I chuckled uh, and you said, go buy some CDs. And I thought, you know, James, you're starting to show your age because <laughs> nowadays it's all in our iPad and, and our uh, uh, iPhone. You know, everything's there. I mean, we live in this day where there's a podcast about everything. Somebody asked me just everything. the other day, yeah. I was talking about my podcast and somebody said, I'm, I'm sorry, what's a podcast? And I explained it to them and they said, I said, what are you interested in? And we started Googling any topic they could throw at me and we found a podcast on every topic that they threw out there that was a legitimate interest yeah and that's the thing is that it doesn't matter what you want to do i was you know i i unfortunately um i i take some some entrepreneurial hostages sometimes where you know <laughs> someone's like yeah yeah i've been thinking about this and then i'm just like all right dude there's somebody that does that and they're really good at it what you need to do is find those people that are really good at it that are making a lot of money and do what they do <laughs> and just keep doing it and and learn what they learn and, and you know download their ebooks and take their e-courses and listen to their podcasts and just be relentless about your pursuit of of improvement and it doesn't matter what path you're on if if, if that's if, if that's your if that's your your modus operandi then you're going to get to where you're going and that's how i put this podcast together is i get a lot of people who call me and say you know how did, how did you do that because i'm not like one of the big guru podcasters right but 
I'm having some, you know, level of success. And so people are like, you know, some people think, oh, I want to go find the person who's making a million dollars a year and start copying them. And that's great. But the outliers sometimes aren't necessarily the best people to ask. So I'm starting to have people ask me because they're saying, well, you know, realistically what you're doing. Well, I started listening to regular people who had regular podcasts, who had listeners. And what were they doing? And I asked them questions about what equipment did you use? And how do we get it on? You know, how do I get it on iTunes? And by just paying attention to what other people were doing, all of a sudden, you know, I had a legitimate show. Yeah, yeah, and it, and that's the thing. It doesn't take it, man. It's so easy to get going these days. It's it's. I mean, I don't know. I grew up. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a child. Of, I was born in 1980, right? And man, when I was a even a teenager, you, just, you uh, how would you actually start a business? You had to have, you know, like <laughs> inventory and, um, and 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 all of these employees and all of these things and now it's like you can set up a WordPress website and the Genesis framework and all that stuff for like $167. Yep, absolutely. There's no, there's nothing holding people back. No, so, they don't mean except themselves. Right? So James, I called the show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. So what are you doing in your business right now that's cool? I'm really excited about the whiteboard videos that we're doing now. Um, yeah, so I have a, a, my business partner now and he's been a good friend of mine for, uh, for about seven years. And I was, you know, well, you know the story, but I guess your listeners don't, that last year being my first year of business, it was, it was lean and it was hard and it was up and it was down and sideways in every which way. And I was, I, after, after I got uh, here to Houston, it was about mid-November and my buddy calls me up and he's like, dude, I just, I just charged these people like $2,500 for this whiteboard video. It took me like an hour or two to do. I'm like, What? I didn't know you could draw. Like, what are you talking about? And and he's like, yeah, man, check it out. And I looked at it, and my I just like my you know my jaw was on the ground. I I just I didn't even know he had it in him. And so we just started from there, and and that was the big idea to go and do these whiteboard videos for all these different people. And it it. It ended up being just another thing that, that is part of what we call a formula for maximum lead conversion and traffic and all that stuff. So, so the, videos, um, the videos are pretty cool. I've looked at them. And so how do people find out if they're like whiteboard videos? What's he talking about? How can people find out information? Well, I mean, you know, if you just go to our website, triberocket.com, we've got a whiteboard video right there. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, or just Google whiteboard video. You've seen them all over the place. Since I saw my first whiteboard video, probably in like 2008, you know, with a hand and he's drawn and the thing comes in and the people start talking and then there's the happy music and all that stuff. But it's really fun because I, I write the sales copy and then I do the voiceover and mix it down and send it to Dave. And I'm just always shocked at what comes back because I'm, I'm, I, I, if you ask me to describe the, you know, the, the headphones I'm wearing, I'm going to struggle. I don't know. There's a black band. <laughs> so uh, people who are visually, uh, you know, uh, artistic like that are crazy impressed to me. And so that's, that's the thing that I'm probably the most excited about right now. So I thought they were cool. And I think maybe you should go and make one to promote this episode of cool things entrepreneurs do. So we'll be looking for that out on the, out on the internet. Okay. Hey, so James, right. one of the things I think is the best entrepreneurs are actually observers. And so I always like to ask people not just about what they're doing cool in their business, but what's something you see someone else doing 
where you think, wow, they're really crushing it? So I have three people that are, that I, uh, they're, they're kind of my big three. That, that'd be Jay Bear, Marcus Sheridan, the sales lion, and Mark Schaefer. The, those are um, three people I'm blessed to call friends now, <clears throat> but they're also amazing consultants and entrepreneurs and thought leaders. And so I pretty much, I, I sort of follow their lead a little bit. Um, I jokingly like to say that I steal all their ideas and I do steal all of my best ideas like any good marketer. So, um, so I'm pretty shameless about that, but no, one of the, one of the things that especially Marcus Sheridan is doing these days, he's been doing it for the last couple of years. Instead of doing a, a, a large scale conference on the scale of a social media examiners, uh, social media marketing world and getting, you know, thousands of people, he has, uh, a, a, what he's called the remarkable growth experience. And, and he brings, I think he caps it at 75 or 100 people. It's a high dollar amount to get in. So you know you're, getting, you're, you're networking with quality people and you're getting some of the best content that will completely change the way that you see the world and the way that you see your business. And, and you know, that's why it's called the Remarkable Growth Experience. And I think that there's a, definitely a market for something like that in oil and gas because of the fact that we are, um, we are such a, a laggard um, laden industry, um, but there are enough people that are starting to perk up. You know, I couldn't do something like like that where I get a few thousand people. Um, that just that's just not going to happen unless it's a trade show, and that's uh, we're not going to do a trade show. So, so yeah, that's one thing that we're looking at for 2016, and really just pretty much modeling it straight off of what Marcus does there in Washington, D.C. Cool. So the last question is, in addition to being observers, I think the best entrepreneurs like to leave their mark and, and give back to the greater good. So what do you do? Well, I don't know if it's, it's so much giving back as forcing myself upon people. <laughs> um, you know, that's, that's really the way that I, be, that, that's, you know, you know my story. That's the reason that I'm doing what I do right now is because I got a big, crazy idea to help as many people as I as I could without asking for or expecting anything in return. And I started doing that, and I did that for eight months, and then someone magically offered me money. <laughs> and, um, and so it's, it's my belief that I wouldn't be doing what I, was, what I am doing if I didn't continually give back. And so that's the way I tithe. That's the way that I, that's the way that I help people. You know, my brother, Robert, you know, shout out to uh, PacificNorthwestShepherds.com. If you need a German Shepherd, holler at him. You know, but, um, you know, I, I, uh, I'm always, I mean, just on Saturday night, I met this DJ and I'm like, you have a, what, you have a business card? Yeah. Okay. Let me look at it. Okay. You want a new, do you want a new website? <laughs> I'll, I'll just do it for you in a day. Just, you know, and so I'm always looking for ways that I can, you know, if, if people will listen, I'm always happy to help in any way that I can. Well, what is it that, you know, we, we cited Zig Ziglar before. What's his famous line? You can have anything you want in this world if right. you just help other people get what they want in this world. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's, um, it's, uh, it's, it's about being, um, what is the, the, the um, it's, it's just about, I, I don't know, just realizing that, that everything that you have is a gift and so you might as well give away everything that you possibly can because you don't know how long you're going to have what you have. So you might as well just keep giving it away. And that's the way I am. And I think that's a wonderful sentiment to wrap up this interview. James Hahn, thank you so much for being on Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. If people want to find out more about you and about Tribe Rocket, where do they go? Yeah, triberocket.com. Uh, I'm James at James Hahn II uh, across the interwebs. And we have two different podcasts on iTunes. 
the Oil and Gas Digital Marketing Podcast, as well as the uh, the the new weekly is around episode six now. It's um, this week in oil and gas with myself in a in a very in a much smarter person than me, um, who, who who provides the commentary. I actually just uh, sort of tee up the tee up the show and. We get through all the week's uh, news and oil and gas in less than 20 minutes every Friday. Fantastic. Well, again, thank you for participating on my show. And for those of you who've listened, I always appreciate the listeners because if you're not listening, why would we do the show? And the audience is slowly but surely growing. So if you're listening, please send me a tweet at Cool Podcast, or you can find me at Tom Singer, T-H-O-M-S-I-N-G-E-R. And we have a Facebook page where I'd love to see more discussion taking place. So go to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do on Facebook and this sign up and, and let us know what you're thinking. And then if you like the show, go over to iTunes and leave a review because as you hear from me and a lot of other podcasters, those reviews really do make a difference in helping the show get found. So we will be back in a couple of days with another interesting guest and more cool things entrepreneurs do. But in the meantime... Go out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.